Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This is Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, and in today's episode, we are reviewing Dirt Music, plus all the latest movie and trailer news. So, Tim, we saw Dirt Music this week, which is based on the novel by Australian author Tim Winton. It's a tale of love and grief set against the backdrop of the stunning Western Australian landscape and follows the interwoven stories of Georgie who is stuck in a loveless relationship with local fishing legend Jim, and Lou Fox, who is a poacher and mysterious loner who strikes up an intense affair with Georgie. But Lou and Jim share more than just Georgie. They're also linked by a terrible secret from their past. Now, this film stars Kelly MacDonald, Garrett Hedlund, and one of the best in David Wenham. It's directed by Gregor Jordan who directed two classic Australian films, Two Hands, and also Ned Kelly. Now, we love an Australian film, and part of the reason I think Australian films work so well is when they use the landscape. Oh, wasn't this film stunning? Amazing. So beautifully done. And the director of photography was Sam Chiplin. I'm not very familiar with Western Australia, where this film is set. Mm. It's this massive state in Australia It is known to be really beautiful, quite isolating, all those Mm. sorts of things that this film plays into. But my goodness, did they shoot this well. Yeah. All the different locations, landscapes, the lighting was just stunning. I think Mm. 
one of the first scenes where she goes swimming at dawn was mm. just so beautiful and it really sets you up for a palette that the cinematographer and the director choose to carry through all those earthy, you know, the mm. blues, the reds, all those sorts of things. Well, the thing is the source material is there because Tim Winton is a very lyrical writer. His descriptions of the land are so evocative in his novels and they've just done a fantastic job translating that from his source material to the screen which is often a real challenge when adapting Mm. a story from book to screen so you think that they've really captured that really beautifully and that he's a very evocative writer and captured that visually especially when you think that production has to be beholden to the elements Mm. and the light and the locations and capturing them so well on film is a real art in itself i think i think with a small insight and understanding in the challenges Mm. of film production and using natural light and up against the elements, I think they really pushed themselves in really filming this movie at really challenging times. I think they went all out in positioning the story in the film in its actual real landscape, and it was a beautiful storytelling technique. It's almost a character within itself, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the story. Obviously, we've already said the source material was there. It's based on Tim Winton's novel. Now, I haven't read Tim Winton's novel, but as I said, he's a very evocative writer and beautiful character-driven stories, which definitely translates onto the screen here. What did you feel about the story? The story did not make sense. Right. I was so confused, lost. Like, I never understood... (laughs) the characters. I was in a constant state of confusion around their actions, their motivations and their circumstance, which was a real shame because the care and the craftsmanship in filming this tale was stunning. But the story was second fiddle. It was just a mess. What, Mm. What were your thoughts? It did have a very drawn-out third act. Oh, God, yeah. I felt like that went on for about 50 years. Mm. But I think the characters at the heart of this story are so damaged and dealing with Mm. their own grief and their own baggage. And maybe that wasn't translated as well? Well, I just didn't get them. The character of Georgie, Mm. I didn't realise that she was 40 or in her 40s. She came across as an absolute teenage brat and I never could relate (laughs) to her or understand what the hell she was on about. Mm. I never understood her relationship with David Wenham's character It was almost like I missed pages of the story and I had to try and figure it out myself, but I Mm. couldn't. And it just never helped me connect with them and and what they were going through. Yeah, they didn't really describe a lot of what had happened in the past. They alluded to little bits and pieces. So you Mm. got a sense that Georgie was not connected to David Wenham's character. And then obviously the intense affair that struck up very quickly. Yes. Okay. That was the strangest thing. And it happened very quickly. Mm. Their encounter in the hotel. I just didn't understand how they got there and why they were there, which just brings right. me back to, I just didn't understand any of the character motivations or the circumstances that they found themselves in. I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that was just me. So do you think maybe that comes down to the dialogue? As we said, it's adapted from Tim Winton's writing. Mm. And what I found interesting was the decision to bring a Scottish actress like Kelly MacDonald, who was fantastic. The performances were beautiful. But to have a Scottish actress play an Australian character Mm. and then you get Garrett Hedlund, who's an American, playing an Australian character. When that started, I was very nervous to hear the accent. I thought, is she going to be Scottish? Yeah. Or are they going to try and make her Australian? And actually, I think she nailed it very well. But in doing so, the dialogue was very stilted. Oh, the dialogue, there was an issue with the dialogue. 
the, the performances, like you said, were really excellent. I just didn't understand them. And I agree that there was something wrong with the dialogue. You had screenwriter Jack Thorne, who we reviewed The Secret Garden, which he wrote the screenplay for as well, which mm. has similar themes of love and grief and loss and all those mm. things. And I'm wondering why he struggled so much to lean into those themes in Dirt Music when he nailed them so beautifully in a project like The Secret Garden. Right. Clearly very different stories, but the heart of the themes are there. They're very similar. And the source material is there in both cases. Exactly. So what what was he unable to translate from Tim Winton's words that he managed to achieve so beautifully with The Secret Garden? It begs to be asked. I want to get back to the performances a little bit from the three leads. Mm. Georgie, as I said, is was a despondent mess. Mm-hmm. Lou has turned his back on music because it's linked to pain for him. Yeah. And then Jim is grieving the loss of his wife, which is alluded to a few times. But again, not really explored fully in the sense of their relationship. No, I just didn't understand how they came to be in each other's lives and how much they just despised and hated each other. How they got to that point. How they got to that point. And Mm. it was just very confusing because the choices that Georgie was making were like rebellious. She was rebelling against her situation. Mm. Whereas to me as an outsider looking in, I'm like, just leave. I don't know why (laughs) she was just like tormenting herself and and those around her. Was there allusions to the fact that maybe Jim was controlling and this kind of menacing figure within the town, but then he didn't really seem like he was? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. What I really wanted to know was why Georgie wasn't a nurse anymore. It yeah. seemed to be a huge like issue and that it was a sticking point in their relationship as well, that she wasn't a nurse anymore. Like something big must have happened and they just never went there. It's almost like Jack Thorne wrote the screenplay where you're just in these people's lives at this moment in time. Things have happened. They're mm. never explained. They're just to be accepted And I felt like that was a bad decision because you're right. We didn't know why she was no longer a nurse. I think she was going through a lot of mental turmoil. Mm. She was a very disturbed woman, I think. There's this scene where she's with her family again and her father. And it was her behavior when she just jumped in the pool when they were having an argument. I just Mm. didn't, I never understood the choices and decisions that were being made. They just didn't make sense. Yeah, because you needed to know more about her relationship with her family to understand why that was happening. And I was begging it. There was so much time, beautiful moments where they were taking the time to tell you about the environment they were in and the landscape Mm. and how that, the story that was being told there visually but they spent no time in unlocking the stories of the actual human beings that we're meant to be trying to emulate and feel something from. Can you tell us, though, dirt music? What is that? Dirt music is anything that can be played on a veranda without electricity. Mm. That's what they sell it as in this movie. And it actually features Julia Stone of Aussie duo Angus and Julia Stone in a supporting role. Yeah, I didn't recognise her at all. I think I said to you, was that Vanessa Imerossi? Yeah, and... (laughs) That distracted me for so long because I'm like, nah, oh, actually, that shot, no, it is Vanessa. No, it's not Vanessa. <laughs> it was the fringe, I think. It, it was, was the, the fringe. fringe. It was the bangs. Yeah. Because I thought Julia Stone had blonde hair, so that's why I just never even oh, right, put okay. her in that position that it was her. Cause I just didn't recognise it at she all. She was lovely to watch, though, as yeah, well. wonderful, beautiful. Can we talk about the music? Mm. Because I feel like... It wasn't there enough. Mm, The movie really grabbed me in the beginning. I wrote a note in my notes and I was just like, they had me when Powderfinger played at the very beginning. They made a great use of Australian artists within the film. But yeah, it could have been more of it, definitely. That's such a good point because when I noticed the Powderfinger song, I thought, great, this soundtrack is going to really lean into Australian artists and music 
and it never happened. And I thought that was a real disappointment because maybe that would have made me feel something. Mm. They, I think they needed to lean into music a little bit more for us to understand the characters. And I think mm. that was a, a, a choice that affected the impact of, of the film all in all from my perspective. But overall, in terms of impact, how did you feel watching the film? As I opened, I felt confused and I couldn't really? get past me feeling confused. I was very moved by the landscape, which we've gone on and on mm. about. It's absolutely stunning. If you want to get anything out of this film, really pay attention to that. It's There's a lot to take out of it. But I didn't relate to the characters. I didn't understand them. And therefore, at the end, I didn't care, to be honest. Mm. And I feel bad about it. But that's that's how it was making me right. feel. How about you? See, I walked out of there. I agree with you, all the points that you mm. just made. I, I walked out of there thinking, oh, there was something missing. Yeah. But I was... I found it a beautiful film and the performances really got me. Like they really got me there. There was some moments where I really teared up and just the beautiful landscape had me longing to go and see this part of Australia. 100%. Yeah. So I I was a bit torn. Yeah. There's a bit of like between Lee and I right now. (laughs) Do we love the movie or not? Because there's so much to take out of it. But then so much just left there for you to try and figure out yourself. It's a beautiful work of art. Correct. I 100% agree. So with everything we've discussed, mm. how many popcorn kernels do you think you'll give Dirt Music? I'm, t- again, torn. I really want to lean into four. Wow. Just because the performances were stunning and the location was just absolutely mm. beautiful. Like I said, a stunning piece of art and great source material, but it was missing something. So I think I'm going to have to go with three and a half. Okay, fair enough. I was wowed by this movie in terms of the cinematography and it really made me feel small against the scale and beauty of the Western Australian landscape. And to be honest, that's all I took away from it. Even though the performances were phenomenal, I didn't understand them or the characters or Mm. what their motivations or choices were and why they were being made. So for me, I was left a bit, you know, disappointed. So I'm going to give it two popcorn kernels. Ooh, that's very un-Australian of you, Tim. Very (laughs) un-Australian. Well, look, I'll make right by buying a ticket, going to Western Australia and leaning into the culture there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was Dirt Music, which is officially in Australian cinemas from October 8. All right, Lee, time for us to delve into movie news. But first, what have we got going we've got another giveaway woohoo tickets <laughs> so guys we have a baby done giveaway we are excited to announce we have five double passes to give away to see the comedy baby done in cinemas from october 22 the movie stars rose matafio and matthew lewis as a couple who are unexpectedly thrust into impending parenthood and deal with it in very different ways to enter all you have to do is head to the popcorn podcast facebook and instagram pages and leave a comment telling us your big ticket bucket list item what's that one thing that you just have to experience in this lifetime now if you could enter this competition, what would your bucket list moment be, Lay? Swimming with sharks. In a cage, obviously. Yes. Like off the coast of... <laughs> what a stupid question. In a cage off the coast of South yeah. Africa. Or South Australia. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, yeah, they're mm. big down there too. Oof, I actually feel sick thinking about or that. Or sp- speaking of Western Australia, swim with the whale sharks in um, Ningaloo Reef. Oh, unbelievable. I have a fantasy about shark diving in a cage, but I just don't think I'd be able to do it. If my bucket list moment was to be discussed right now, it'd probably be bungee jumping, although I Mm. would be packing it right up to the end. Yeah, it'd be a touch cloth moment for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's bungee jumping in this movie, actually. 
Okay, well, I might lean into this movie for inspiration to get me up on that platform then. Make sure you get over to Facebook and Instagram and leave your bucket list item now. So James Cameron has popped up into our movie news segment again. Mm. Really exciting stuff. That principal photography has been completed on Avatar 2 and Avatar 3 filming is about 95% done. So we're still about, what, 10 years away from this movie? (laughs) Well, based on delays to production, COVID-19 related, yada, yada, the film Avatar 2 was meant to be coming out in December 2021. It's now coming out December 2022 and then so on and so Mm. forth with their impending sequels. So, yes, about another 10 years away. (laughs) So Disney have announced a sequel to The Lion King with director Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk. That's Mm. a good choice. A release and details on the follow-up are unconfirmed, but it would follow the early years of Mufasa and it's going to be a musical. (laughs) Jazz hands all around here. Look, we have a review of The Lion King remake that Mm. you can find at popcornpodcast.com. It was a contentious episode. There was a lot of feelings about how the film turned out in, mm. our, in our eyes. This upsets me greatly. More so that Barry Jenkins, who's this phenomenal director and artist at the moment, and he's getting brought into... No one liked this movie. Do you think this is just a do-over? Well, I don't know if they would do it over. So you're saying that they might make the lion's face is more animated so you can actually feel something I think they from have, the film. Yeah, they have to do a better job than they did the first time, for sure. That's a bit of a slap in the face to John Favreau, who's the original <laughs> director, but he deserves to be slapped in the face about that because it was just a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that one will be interesting to watch how that develops out and the choices they make. We got a trailer this week from The Craft Legacy, which honestly I had completely forgotten was even happening. <laughs> this is a sequel to the cult hit from 1996 starring Nev Campbell and Robin Tunney about 14 witches who seek revenge on their bullies. Now, this movie was iconic for me mm, back in the 90s. Like, me and my friends watched it so many times. It was my generation's jam. So I'm not sure how I feel about these kind of sequel remakes, doing them for new generations. It feels a bit too soon for me. So despite that sentiment, what did you think about the trailer? Did it excite you? Did it feel familiar? Do you think they're doing it enough different with the story? I think it's a box ticking exercise, especially when they um, use the tagline, we are the weirdos, mister. That Mm. was in the original film and they've done it again here. I just... Some things like that are good fan service and some of them are just, like, lazy. Yeah, yeah. It is such an iconic 90s film Mm. that you kind of wonder why they're messing with it. But uh, it's out soon, so coming November 5th with previews over the Halloween weekend. So we'll have our proper take on Mm -hmm. this sequel in no time. So M. Night Shyamalan announced filming has begun on his new project titled Old coming July next year in 2021. There isn't much known about the plot yet, which is standard for his projects, Mm -hmm. but the story is reportedly inspired by the graphic novel Sandcastle, where a group of people are trapped on a beach that hides a dark secret involving time. Sounds very Twilight Zone, doesn't it? Indeed. Look, I just love the mystery of M. Night Shyamalan's projects. Some are good, some are not so good. I can't help but get excited when a new project's announced. Mm -hmm. It's just something about it. Idris Elba 
Thriller is going to star in a survival thriller movie for Universal called Beast. Mm. The storyline is under wraps for now, but I'm sure we'll hear more very soon. The director is Balthazar Kormakur, who helmed Everest and Adrift. So we can guess from those life or death Mm. kind of survival films what kind of movie this is going to be. I think Everest. Have you seen it? Mm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I really was impressed by that film. I think it came out in 2015. How do you do that? How do you just pick numbers out of your head and... You're going to be right. When I look it up, you'll be right. Fact check me, Lee. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderful. You should really watch that movie. It's just so fantastic. The cast is amazing. So, yeah, that this excites me that he's involved. Now, Tim, you were devastated this morning when this <laughs> came up that No Time to Die has been delayed again. The 25th Bond film starring Daniel Craig is now expected to hit cinemas in April 2021. We were so close. So close. I feel like that's a headline every week. We were so close to this, so close to that, and then it just gets shifted until, you know, next year. This news shocked me because only the other day they released the music video of Billie Eilish and her song Mm. No Time to Die. So you think everything's on track. We're all good. Mm. We're getting the music video for the classic Bond song and then they move it to April. That's right. We were so far down the line for this one. We were almost there, really almost there. So close. I think this really highlights the fact that with all due respect, no one really knows what to do or what's going on or when Mm. decisions need to be made. It's business as usual until someone... Top Dog has to make a call and shift a release out to a safer time, arguably. Well, I think Tenet has a lot to answer for in this respect mm. because, as we've said many times before, everyone was hanging the hopes of the cinema industry on Tenet. And while it did really well mm. in international markets here, especially in Australia, it didn't do so well in America. And I think that's made a lot of people very nervous. Yes. 100%. But hello, there are more people in the world than America. <laughs> We love you, America, but still, come on, we need movies too. Exactly. So, look, we'll just have to hold on tight a little bit longer for No mm. Time to Die. Robert Zemeckis's remake of Roald Dahl's classic The Witches is now going to skip theatres, unfortunately, in the US and premiere on HBO Max. It's still expected to receive a theatrical release in international markets, so we should hopefully still get it mm. soon. And this one stars Anne Hathaway, Stanley Tucci and Octavia Spencer. And we got a trailer. What did you think of the trailer? Look, I love the visuals of a Robert Zemeckis movie, but it didn't give me enough what did you have something to say about Anne Hathaway? What are you? What are your thoughts about her? Oh, I love Anne Hathaway. Don't set me up there to make, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> make me mean. think I'm going to say something mean about Anne Hathaway. Come, I love it's not her. a mean thing to say about her. This movie is another iconic movie mm. from the past. And Angelica Houston was so sinister and terrifying mm. in this movie. Mm. And it's a sinister story. This movie looks like a colourful Disney remake. Right, right. Which, you know, is not a bad thing in itself, but it does the story a disservice, I think, in this case. I wonder if we only just got the more Disney sort of take in the trailer and there's a lot more sinister themes that will come about, you know, Mm. when you see the witches transform into their ugly selves and whatever. Maybe they just held that back. But Well, I hope so because the characters seemed very cartoony to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Hopefully we get to see this in cinemas and, and we can bring you guys a review of that. What I hope is that they really do a great job on Anne Hathaway's makeup and make her mm. look just terrifying because when Angelica Houston took her face off, basically, <laughs> it's terrifying. She was horrifying. It gives kids nightmares. And I just really hope that they go down that road again for this one. Well, look, I think at least in that area of the film, we're in safe hands with Robert Zemeckis. He is mm. known for pushing boundaries and curating and creating amazing effects visual okay. and makeup and all the rest of it so i think you've assuaged my fears for now 
All right, Lee. Well, that is another episode of Popcorn Podcast. We reviewed Dirt Music, which is in cinemas on October 8th. So check that out if you're interested. And don't forget to head to our social pages to enter the Baby Done giveaway. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Come and join us in the conversation on Facebook. Like our page at Popcorn Podcast AU and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about these movies. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.